And I'm going to tell y'all, I feel just a little bit like it's an Alabama football game. The stands are full. Bryce Young can't show up, and they put a helmet on me and stick me in the game. To come to harvest and preach in Brother Jerry's church. He is known by so many as one of the greatest preachers in the whole movement of the church of God. And for me to come and stand here, wow, what an honor. What a privilege to come. To come back to Harvest, it's hard to believe. He, he mentioned that I was the youth pastor here. I was. Uh, my dad pastored here. Some of you may remember. I don't know how many of you go back that far, but I was sitting there thinking about it, and it was almost right around 40 years ago. Brother Jerry, you're getting old. But it's almost 40 years ago since I was here, and this is the first time and opportunity I've had to be in service with you because we have pastored and been in ministry for all these years, and God has blessed us. It has been Awesome to see what God has done. And it's just a thrill to come back and to be in this beautiful sanctuary with these wonderful people. And Brother Don and also Brother, Brother Ford. Brother Ford and my dad were buddies. They were hunting, but rabbit dog hunting buddies, I'm talking about. And I remember hanging out with, with the Fords and so many. And so many of you that's here to see Gary this morning and, and just different ones. And I, I appreciate you so much. And thank you, Pastor, for allowing me to come and to be here. I have a message this morning that I believe the Lord has laid upon my heart for this service. I didn't come here just for the privilege or the opportunity of coming and being in service with you. I'm not an evangelist style, I'm a pastor. I have been a pastor. And I have a message that I can preach in about 20 to 25 minutes according to you. If I get an amen every now and then, or a bless him Jesus, or help him God, or hallelujah, or an amen, I can preach this message in about 20, 25 minutes. But if I don't get any of that, we might be here an hour and a half for two hours. Can I get an amen in the house? That's what I thought. Amen. Amen. You know, we're sad. Don't, oh, I thought you should take off running. That'd really get me going. Amen. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm old-fashioned enough to believe that, that around the Christmas season, I'm like Brother Jerry, I love the holiday. But I think so many times we get caught up in just the holiday and forget the importance of the gift that came, the promise that was given, and that promise that was gave then and what it did for us now. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. And I, I want to speak to you for a few moments this morning on waiting on a promise. Waiting on a promise. Heavenly Father, I love you. Lord, I thank you so much for who you are. Lord, I thank you for this great church and the wonderful people here, dear Father, the ministry team. I thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to share your word. And today, dear Father, I pray that you will speak through me. Let me be an instrument in your hands, dear Father. 
Not my words, but your words, dear Lord. Not my thoughts, but your thoughts. And Father, we'll be careful to give you the praise and the glory and the honor for all that you do in Jesus' name. And everybody says, Amen. Amen. If I don't tell you hello from my mama, I will be in trouble. Mama has turned 90 years old. Dad went to be with the Lord about 13 years ago, and they, they said that some of the, the highlights of their ministry was here at this church with these great people in this church in Anniston. They loved you. In Luke chapter 2, beginning with verse number 25, And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. So he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all peoples, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles, and the glory of your people Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and rising of many in Israel, for a sign which will be spoken against. Yes, a sword will pierce through your own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. Now we are introduced to a man named Simeon. We don't know for sure that he would have been a priest of the temple, but we do know a few things about him. We know that he was a just and devout man. And we also know that the Holy Spirit had given him a promise that he would not die before he met the Messiah. Let me just stop right here and ask you a question. Has God given anybody in this room a promise? Raise your hand and wave it at me if God's given you a promise. Can I tell you this morning if God has given you a promise, it is yea and amen. And just because you hadn't seen anything happen yet does not mean that it is not on its way. Our God is not a liar. He's not somebody that teases. He's not somebody that just tries to drag you around. He's a good God that loves us and cares about us. And every promise in the book belongs to us. Can you give God praise in this place this morning? We don't know just how old Simeon was. We just know that he had been waiting for the arrival of the consolation of Israel. What exactly does consolation mean here? It means comfort or consoling. Throughout their history, the people of Israel had suffered greatly, both because of their own sins and because of the oppressions of others. For 400 years, their land had been frequently taken over by foreign powers who knew the strategic significance 
of being connected to Palestine, which also connected Africa and Europe and Asia. They suffered under the slavery in Egypt and endured the troubles of exile. They were a people in desperate need of consolation. The kind of permanent comfort that could come only when the Messiah, Jesus Christ, would come to provide forgiveness for their sins. Through all the political unrest and strife, Simeon and others like him had waited patiently on the Lord, waiting on God to move just as he said he would. Simeon knew that once he saw the Christ child, the promise was solidified. The Savior had arrived just like he had been promised. And the debt of sin would be paid once and for all. Can you imagine what it would have been like to have been Simeon? He was holding the Messiah. Every day that he arrived at the temple before this, he probably wondered, will today be the day? I did not shake that off. It fell on its own. (laughs) Every day that he arrived there, he was probably wondering, is this the day? Will it happen today? Will the Savior show up here today? And finally, that day arrives. The promise, the gift of God was now in his arms. Can I tell you this morning, sometimes you have to wait on God. Through all that you're going through, you have to wait. Can I tell you, I don't like to wait. As a child growing up, I'd rather mama and daddy say yes or no, but please don't tell me to wait. Because if you say yes or maybe, I'm coming back in 10 minutes and say, have you made up your mind yet? Just give me a yes or give me a no, but here we find him waiting, waiting, waiting as we approach These ending moments of 2022, somebody here is waiting on God to move in their lives. Maybe it's a promise that has been many years in the making. Maybe it's something you have been praying for for a long time. Maybe it's an unexpected hit that you took this year that has left you questioning your own existence and is there a God and where is he at? Simeon realizes that what he's been waiting for is now in his hand. Waiting. Waiting's a funny thing. It seems so far stretched. Just like waiting on Christmas morning for a child. How many of y'all have already have children or grandchildren wanting to open presents under the tree? Yeah. See, I was one. I never thought it'd be a problem to go ahead and open one early. Now, my wife is just the opposite. It's Christmas morning, and that's when they got to be opened. I was sort of like, why don't you get them an extra 10 or 12 presents, especially the grandkids? They deserve it because they're my grandkids. Why don't you get them an extra few presents and start about two weeks early and let them open one every day and sort of build up to it? Vicky says, no. Every now and then I'll get her to let them open up one on Christmas Eve. 
every now and then. But there's just something special about that moment when something's supposed to happen. You ever tried to make something happen? You ever tried to help God out? How'd that work out for you? You ever tried to tell Him what He should be doing? You ever tried to step up and, and, and speak what you thought He should do? Well, let me tell you, I know that waiting is a difficult thing. I know, I know that it's not an easy thing. But I'm going to tell you this, joy cometh in the morning. There's a time that is a reward that is going to come for those that wait for those that stand upon God's Word and believe in His Word and stand upon those promises. Can somebody give God some praise in this place this morning? You know, waiting for a child is almost torture some of the time on Christmas. But yet it's exciting because you know it will be worth the wait. Counting down the days. They are so long and so many. The hours trickling by so slowly. But then the sun comes up and the wait is over. They tear, they tear into their presence. And have you noticed that all of that wait and all of that worry that was for so many days is over in about 35 seconds? I've never seen kids unwrap presents so fast in all my life as they do on Christmas morning. I started something a few years ago and I said, I want us to just let each person open one at a time so we can see what everybody got. Forget that. When you got a five-year-old grandson and an eight-year-old grandson, they're saying, Papa, don't do us that way. We can't stand it. Well, some of us might be acting a little bit like the five-year-old and the eight-year-old today. Maybe we're talking to our father and saying, Lord, I can't stand this. I can't wait any longer, but he sent me here to tell somebody this morning, you're going to enjoy the reward when it gets time. Just hang on, son. Hang on, daughter. Trust God and believe because good things are ahead of you. Give God praise one more time in this house. Look at Simeon's response in verse 28. He took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all peoples, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. Now remember, Simeon is holding a 40-day-old baby Jesus. He's proclaiming the future. Now I want you to get this. He's proclaiming the future. And he is celebrating. He can now die in peace because he knows the Savior has come. The light of the world has arrived. He is celebrating in foresight of what was to come. We are celebrating in hindsight. We know the story. We know that baby Jesus came. We, oh, hallelujah, can you give him praise this morning? We know that baby Jesus showed up. 
We know about the wise men. We know about the angels and the shepherds. We know what took place. We know that Jesus lived and died so that you and I could be alive today and we celebrate in hindsight. We're not just waiting on what is to come. We're celebrating because what has already happened and we know that our God is still in control of our lives today and good things are going to happen every promise in his book is yes and amen give him praise one more time in this place hallelujah many of us here have received healing in our bodies through the years is there anybody here that can celebrate a healing that's taken place in your body in the years past I'm going to ask that again. Is there anybody here that if it had not been for God, you would probably be dead today? Well, I want you to celebrate Him like it just happened. Because the enemy tries to make you forget that great day that the doctor said, I don't know what happened, but that cancer's gone. That leukemia's gone. See, I have seen miracles, and so have you. How many of us here today can celebrate because we know that if it had not been for the Lord on our side, we would be dead and in hell today? How many of us here can celebrate because of the bondages that we were in to this world, but yet the Lord showed up? Anybody here, was anybody here besides me hooked on something other than Jesus? But Jesus showed up and come in and changed your world. If he, if he changed your life, give him some praise in the house today. Celebrate him for what he has done. Oh, but pastor, that happened a long time ago. Yeah, but just think where you would be if it had not been for him healing and delivering and setting you free. And what about this fact? Anybody here can celebrate because you got food when you didn't know where food was coming from? Can anybody here celebrate because you got money when you didn't know where money was coming from? Is there anybody here can celebrate because you got <laughs> a bonus when you weren't expecting a bonus? Is there anybody here that's ever received a gift that you thought, where on earth did this come from? And then you realized, only by the grace of God? I'm going to tell you something. We need to celebrate those kind of things. Well, come on, let's, let's celebrate it again. Come on, if God's given you something, if He's made a way in a difficult place, give Him praise. See, the problem with us today is we get caught up in what we don't have. And then we forget what we do have. The very fact that you was able to clothe yourself and get yourself into a vehicle and show up here for worship today is something to celebrate. Oh, but pastor, it's just another. Nobody knows. The trouble I've seen. <laughs> I'm starting to feel at home, so just forgive me for a minute. At the healing place, a lot of times I tell them, y'all been singing that song 
gloom, despair, and agony on me. Heartfelt depression, excessive misery. If it weren't for bad luck. See, y'all been singing it, you know it. Oh, but Brother Randy, are you, are, are you not watching the news? Are you not paying attention to what's going on in America? Are you not seeing the things that's happening around us? Are you, are you not noticing all of the things where America's going crazy? And our government has lost its mind? Have you not seen the, the wars and the rumors of wars? And Pastor, I, I'm sitting here and I'm watching Fox News, keeping up with it all I can. Stop it. Stop it. Let me tell you something. They lie to you on every channel on there. They don't know truths. They know partial truths. They tell you partial truths. History has already been done, and you can take the Bible and you can read it word for word, and everything he promised would happen has happened. The future is yet to come. But instead of watching Fox News or CNN, open up the Word of God and begin to read and see there's another promise. Oh, hallelujah. There's a promise. And just like Simeon had a promise waiting on him, we've got a promise that the trumpet of the Lord is about to sound. And those of us who are alive and remain are going to be caught up together with the Lord in the clouds and go and be with him forever. Is that something that you think you can give God praise for today if it is stand to your feet and give him the best praise that you have all day he is a way maker a deliverer and a soon coming king oh praise his name hallelujah even so come quickly Lord Jesus hallelujah hallelujah Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, I feel his presence in this place. I get sick and tired of God's people being beaten down by the enemy. I get sick and tired of us allowing the enemy to cause us to lose our joy because the joy of the Lord is what? How many of you need some more strength today? How many of you need a little bit more from the Lord today? Well, it's time for us to celebrate our soon coming King. We're so worried about Christmas. Honey, we may not make it to Christmas. We might be around the throne of God by the time Christmas gets here. Bow your heads with me, Heavenly Father. I pray over this congregation today. Lord, I pray for every man. I pray for every woman. I pray for every boy and I pray for every girl. We thank you so much, Lord, for the gift of your son as we celebrate him in this Christmas time. But, Lord, we also thank you for the return that he's going to make to come and take us to be at home with you. And, Lord, if there's one here today that has been struggling, if there's one here today, dear Father, that's been under the weight and the pressures of this world. And they need strength to be able to continue to go forward. 
strengthen them today. Father, if there's one here that does not know you to come into their heart, come into their life and let them realize they will not find joy until they find you. While your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed, nobody looking around for just a moment. If you're here and you say, Brother Randy, I've been having some tough time and I, I need some strength from the Lord. I need help from him. Just raise your hand and put it right back down. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, all over this building. If there's anybody here that would say, Brother Randy, I'm not where I need to be with the Lord. And I want to make a fresh commitment to him on this Christmas season. Raise your hand and put it right back down. Yes, yes, yes. Well, I'm going to do what I, I asked the Lord to help me with this. And I'm going to do what I feel like the Lord asked me to do or told me to do. There's hands went up. You can look at me now. There's hands went up all over this building. And there's no way that I could get to each one of you. But I'm going to ask those of you that are standing there to be arms. To reach out to those that are around you. I want you to get together in groups of two or three or four or five or ten. Ever have many that's standing there close to you. And pray for one another. Hands went up all over this building. There's hurting people in this room that need help from the Lord. There's people that need the Lord in their life. They raise their hands for salvation. And that might be who you're praying with. So if you don't mind, move from where you're at right now and just take the hand of somebody if you can and begin to pray for them right now. Heavenly Father, Lord, we pray over this congregation today. Lord, I pray for every man. I pray, Lord, for every woman. I pray, Lord, for every boy. I pray, Lord, for every girl. Lord, you know what they're facing. You know what they're going through. But God, you are bigger. You are greater. You are mightier. And right now, dear Father, in your name, I pray, God, for salvation first of all. Lord, come into the hearts and into the lives of those that raise their hands today. Help them, dear Father, to take that step and make that step today, Father, to be where they should be with you. Lord, I pray for families that are hurting today. I pray, dear God, for those, dear Father, that need a touch from you in their life. I pray right now, dear Father, that you will strengthen them. Heal broken homes today, dear Father. Heal broken marriages today, dear Father. Heal broken lives today, dear Father. Lord, we stand upon your word. We believe in you, dear Father, that all things are possible to him that believeth. And we believe today, dear Father. We trust you, dear Lord. We stand upon your word. Father, you are greater than anything that can come against us. You are mightier than anything, dear Father, that can try to separate us from your love and from your power and from your spirit. God, above you there is none other. You're our helper, dear Father, in times of trouble. And right now, dear Lord, in the name of Jesus, speak right now to their hearts. Speak to their life, Lord. Forgive them, dear Father, of any sins or transgressions, dear God, and strengthen them today. Strengthen them, dear Father. I come against the attack of the enemy that would try to bring confusion or doubt or worry. And I pray for joy and I pray for peace and I pray for strength, dear Father. In your name, Lord, 
Let it be done in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you.